They call me terrorist. Radical. Zealot. Because I obey the ancient laws of my people, the Kree, and punish those who do not. Because I do not forgive your people for taking the life of my father. And his father. And his father before him. Listeners, assemble! You're a dork! supposed to stay here but uh we're cinematic sagas that's what we are isn't that right cinematic sagas cinematic sagas and this is our seventh seventh eight eight well anyway i'm just excited we just watched guardians of the galaxy and this i love this movie well tell them who you are oh i forgot i'm so excited i forgot what i was doing i'm best (laughs) and um that's Chris over there, and yes. he's going to say, sometimes known as Simi online. Perfect. And I'm going to call him a moron. And now can we talk about the movie? Talk. Okay, good. It was so fun. <laughs> that this was, was, oh my goodness, it was so fun. Yeah, that was the most fun you've had with any of the movies we watched. Uh, I was even yelling at the TV. She she was, she was she actually sat up on the couch, got on the edge of the chair at one point, and was like, do it, do it, do it! Come on! Good beat, evil! Good beat, evil! I'm so excited. You would have thought there was a sports event on the TV that she was super engaged in. That's how into it she was. This was fun. This was so fun. And I know Chris was concerned about, um, because I don't like it when they get too kitschy and, and, uh, only one guy looked like a Power Ranger and that was the big dude. Was that Thanos that looked like a Power Ranger? Look, I remembered somebody's name. He looked like a Power Ranger. Yeah. And whatever, he wasn't in there very long. He was kind of an idiot anyway. He might be the big <laughs> dick of the movie, not sure, but we'll get to that later. I'm just so excited and nobody's going to understand any of this because I am talking so fast. I, she's never, I think this is more words than she said on every other podcast combined so far. That's usually because I can't cut into Chris because he doesn't shut up with his geeking out. That is nonsense. It is totally true. And that. if you've all listened to these, you know that's true. <laughs> But this was a really fun movie. I liked it. Very much. Yeah, very much. It was fun. I'm clapping here like a little kid. You you are, and, and I'm sure that's going to be great on my audio. <laughs> no, wait. I didn't ask you about your audio. It's not my problem. <laughs> my It's not my problem. No, it's not. I'm, I'm here to be excited about this movie. This and was really are. fun. Okay, well, we'll pick something out that you liked and talk about it. Like, why did you like it? You know what? It was just fun and engaging. It was really fun and engaging. And our main character, who we could call Quill, but he prefers Star-Lord, mm-hmm. he was just a regular guy. Mm-hmm. He was a smart ass, which I tend to enjoy. Yeah. Um, until sense. I'm ready, you know, until it gets too far and then you want to throw something at people. But it was entertaining. And uh, yeah, I apparently I just needed some humor in my life because there was a lot of it in this movie. <laughs> And I, it was a fun watch. It was. I, it was. It was enjoyable. I remember being surprised at how much I enjoyed it when it first came out because I, I had never heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy before. I was actually in a role playing group and uh, we were playing Dungeons and Dragons, so it's <gasps> how nerdy I get. <laughs> but one of the dudes is like, "Oh yeah, Guardians! I'm so excited about." It. I'm like, "Who?" And you know, kind of like a. 
the the Korath, that one dude, when Star Lord introduced himself, <laughs> always think of that that, that was, whenever it says that. I, but yeah, I I just it, I watched I it the first time and thought it was awesome. And I have seen bits and pieces of this movie, mm-hmm. having no idea that it was a Marvel movie or hmm. part of any of this because it, it it seems to play a lot. I'll notice that on the the guide on TV mm-hmm. on you know TBS. You know, WGN, whatever, late night movie, afternoon movie, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, I was at a friend's house and it was on. And I sat down and watched. I mean, I knew enough when it started. I'm like, oh, yeah. They're in prison at one point in this movie. But <laughs> I never saw past that fight scene in the uh, street where Gamora. Yeah, that's the right one. The Green Girl. Yep. Green Girl Gamora. Green Gamora. Okay, I can remember now. Green Gamora. Green Gamora. <laughs> she, uh, you know, tried to get the orb from him. That's, I'd seen bits of it up until that point. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, was only half watching. Yeah. What What I find interesting about this is, you know, up until this point, you know, we've had basically every hero, they are hyper competent and very smart. And they kind of combine like all good attributes. They're they're like epitome of superhero-ness. I think what I like about Star Lord is is that he he really, he's not a superhero. He he's the, yeah. He doesn't fit that mold. He yeah. He he's not super smart. He he's what he what he <laughs> he's is. He's a super smart Alec. He's a space good cowboy. Is what he is. He's good at the things he's good at, which is thieving and deceiving people and and manipulating people. He's good at those he's things. He's a con artist. He is. And he it, talks his he he ha, yeah, his best weapon is his tongue, if you will. I mean, his, yeah, yeah his words. There's there's two scenes that that have always stuck out to me crystal clear and and the first one is when Gamora talks about his pelvic sorcery. <laughs> that was funny. And it's one of those things where like you see as characters that like they're into each other, but Gamora's scared because, you know, she's come up from a weird area. And let's be real, she's an assassin. Well, yes, but also, how much of that is genuine on Quill, and how much of it is just him trying to manipulate the situation? Right. It's an instinct for him, so he ha- if she hadn't resisted there, they would have no chance, whereas they actually have a chance now, because they were able to develop a real connection yes. before that. And it's it's really cool to watch that because even like Rocket, he he created the plan to get out of the, the prison. But really, we see Star Lord is really competent when it comes to strategy. He's not smart, so he's not going to use all these good words. He's he's stuck on very much on all the Earth stuff that he remembers from his, when he was a kid. See, I had to get all my words in at the beginning. <laughs> Sorry, but I don't care. We're gonna keep going. <laughs> I knew it wouldn't stop him from it's, talking, y'all. It's super. It's just super cool to me that he is. He can be this good fighter, but they don't feel the need to smarten him up, and th- that'll stay true every time we see him. He he kind of is the idiot always, but he comes through at the right moment because when it's his time, he shines. I uh yeah. I just I really enjoyed all of these characters. You got enough. To care about them or not to cause emotion of some sort, whether Mm -hmm. you liked them, didn't like them, you got enough of them. Whereas the reason I disliked other movies is because I didn't care. Mm -hmm. But this one, you really, you get a sense 
of these people, whether they, they're people or critters or trees. I think they, they learned a lot in the lead up to Avengers and putting the Avengers movie together. Because even in the Avengers movie, they still spent time developing each character a little more. And that's the same number of people as we deal with here, really. And so every main person, I mean, Ronan, even though he's a, a bad guy, we still get an idea of his motivation. We, we got Yondu, who is clearly after Quill, but clearly has affection for him. And they're layering all these pieces in, and we're learning about each person, and it's developing organically. And so they kind of start using that model more, so we'll get more people coming more at a time. I, I uh, yeah. I really liked the way they did it because then you be honest with you people. I was confused. There were too many blue people <laughs> and I wasn't sure which blue person was which. And then they've got people talking in the shadows and I'm like, who the mm -hmm. heck is that? And so I was a little, little lost there um, at first until I finally realized, okay, we got a blue cowboy and then we got a blue. Uh, what's his face? Whose name I already forgot. Ronan. Ronan. I remembered it during the movie, I promise. She did. No, uh, I, I can yeah, watch for I, that. But in my, it took me a minute to realize that there were two blue guys after them <laughs> for totally different reasons, mm -hmm. sort of. When they show you enough of a relationship they've had with different people, mm -hmm. you get a broader sense and you feel more connected to it. Yeah, you can, you can give a brief intro of a person like we did with Gamora on Ronin's ship you know she she was sent to acquire something and by any means necessary and you see her slip into these different modes you know she's first you know sub, uh, puts him off guard and then immediately snaps into violence and and holds off three people to try and get this orb and and from there it's the way she interacts with people and the comments she makes and the, the way she interacts with all the different things happening around her that really tells us who she is. So we don't have to spend a whole movie with just Gamora. Right. Even though there's so much they could do with her. It's It was, uh, you watch the characters develop throughout the whole movie. Mm -hmm. You learn about them throughout the whole movie. I, I really, well, you know, I really enjoyed this movie because I have never, in another one, any of the, the seven we have watched previously been on the edge of this, my seat, mm -hmm. up on my knees, yelling at, yelling at the TV, come on, get it first! Yeah. She's... Get over evil! <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I... I, that is actually a fact. That yeah. did happen. And uh, then I was mad that Groot was dead, and it was awful. <laughs> I thought I was going to have to be really upset at the end of this movie. She she did warn me. She's like, if, if he's really dead, you're going to have to do a lot of bleeping because I'm going to curse like a... There's going to be a lot of cursing in this one, but fortunately, he was dancing in the flower pot at the end. Super cute. It's a new Groot. Fresh one. Very cute. Groot is, is an interesting one for me. Because, uh, before you go yeah, no, off go in ahead. the whole long thing about Groot that bores me to tears and probably everybody else, um, I got to tell you, I love the way Rocket understands it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's that. That's the interesting thing. Like I, I've done a little reading on him. Oh Lord, he did reading. And and but really, like the the idea is that his whole race just says I am Groot. But the way they say it and the inflections or everything, 
convey that. And so there are people that can understand him. You, you'll meet other people that can understand him at some point. But what's going to co- meet people? They're going to come over. Yeah, hang yeah. Out I'm gonna, I've got I got lines of celebrities. They're going to come over and talk about it and you know. about understanding Groot. <laughs> but what's really cool and, and and a little nerdy is Vin Diesel was the voice of Groot. But what they what he had them do is like he actually it, he didn't just say I am Groot and have them put it in each place. Like he asked them, "What am I trying to convey?" And then he said the words trying to do that. So he took the time to try well, and... That's, yeah, that's because you could... I mean, every time he said it, there was a little bit of a different inflection. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure there was so much there when he just kept repeating it when they got to prison. Because I'm pretty sure he was just trying to annoy Quill. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you could tell... They did a very good job with that. Whoever did it, I mean, Vin Diesel clearly did some of it on his own. Is that right? He he was the voice of he's the one who said I am Groot each time. But he got he got with the the scriptwriters and said, "What are you trying to convey?" And to and be able really, to try to do that. Yeah, he was he did a good job. Yeah, and you wouldn't think that saying three words in the same order every time could convey as much as it does, but. When you have people reacting like they understand what he's talking about, and he's saying it with different inflections, and you know, like you it, know, who are you? I am Groot, and you know, hey, what's going on here? I am Groot, and it's like, like the little, just little ways he pushes things. It's cool. You could tell it was a real conversation he yeah. and Rocket had. <laughs> it was cool. I was impressed. And let's be real, I don't impress easily. No, but I get more annoyed than i do impressed often but i mean you were as excited at the end of this as i was at the end of avengers yeah you were you were literally squealing excited this one was so fun (laughs) and i am i you guys i am not a space movie i am not a sci-fi girl i mean i have read some but that is not totally not me so for me to be this excited mm-hmm. over this type of movie is what what was kind of neat is even though it's it is very much a space movie like they didn't do a ton of space stuff no it wasn't spacey i mean not like it clearly was space themed right. and you had those elements to it but it was more like we're in a ship going from place to place. So it was just kind of like, we're here. Then we're there. Well, then we're yeah, over here. It's like in a, going in a plane from city to city more, you know, you don't feel unlike the other movies where we're going to different realms and it was all <laughs> a lot more unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, you know, there's a bunch of alien life forms and I don't know, there's pink people and green people and blue people and all sorts of stuff happening. But they're living in cities. It's mm-hmm. not something. I mean, it, the police station, while a little more ornate than the rest of our police stations, and the prison, probably a little less organized than most mm-hmm. most of our prisons. <laughs> it seemed like something you could, yeah, it's something you we might be. have in a in a yes. decade or three. But somewhere you could be. It didn't seem totally unrealistic right like some of the ones we have watched Mm -hmm. and but from watching the trailer i knew what i was expecting for and it was a good trailer 
It was. I, I, was I was very impressed with the trailer. I was excited to watch the movie from seeing the trailer. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes you'll watch a trailer and then the movie does not live up to your expectations mm-hmm. that you got from this one totally did. I, yeah, I, I, I think I commented on it when, when we recorded that bit that like this trailer really does a good job of setting the tone of the movie coming up and not giving things away, which is something I was worried about with some of the earlier trailers. Like they they were giving away a lot of the good stuff. And even watching this one, I was like, man, that, that's some stuff like maybe we save that. But after watching the movie again, it had been a bit for me. They actually didn't give away a lot of big points. And some of the ways they did it is the context of it in the scene around it, like changes it a little bit. Yes. So you get like the joke, but you don't get the whole like, oh my gosh, that's great because of the way they're painting the scene. It was, I, I was, um, I was sucked in to this one. Mm -hmm. It was probably the most fun I've had so far watching a movie. Definitely. Oh yeah. And it was so I mean, even the, some of the goriest of the parts Hmm. were funny. (laughs) I mean, let's be, one of my favorite parts was when Groot stuck his arm through, I don't know, three, four people and then bashed them back and forth to knock down other people. (laughs) Was amazing. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and that that whole fight is great because it's really the the development arc of every character up to that point. Because you have that when the the two forces meet, uh, Korath, who is one of the guys from Captain Marvel, I was telling you about the yeah, the black guy, yeah, with the weird that he pulled yeah, the he thing had off all, his head. He yeah. had all the the electronics on him. The first time he met him, he was Quill introduced himself as Star Lord. He goes who, and then you get to the end. And he goes, Star-Lord. And, and you just see Quill like, yeah, that's awesome. And and then you get uh, Drax, who's been very single-minded, but he's all of a sudden, you know, throughout this, he's kind of figured out, well, I got to change a little bit and adapt. So he tries to do a metaphor. I mean, it doesn't work. It didn't work out so well, but still, yeah. he tried. And, and, and you see a lot of Quills kind of jumping back and forth, doing a lot of really cool stuff. I like the physicality of the way he fights with the guns. Like, he shoots, but he'll also punch and shoot at the same yes. time. Because he is just a person. Oh, my favorite. My favorite piece of equipment that Quill has. <laughs> I gotta talk about it. Yep. My favorite thing is his mask thing, which I don't know what's called, and I don't care. I don't know what Because it's when he puts it on... He looks like a metal monkey with red eyes, and it's fabulous. She said that the first second we saw him on the screen, she said, you probably want to write that down. I did. And said, remind just, me later. She said, she proceeded to say it every time he whipped it out. I, <laughs> pause for edits. <laughs> the mask that we're talking about, context clues. <laughs> Lord have mercy, you can't say that. <laughs> but I love, and then... He gave Gamora the monkey mask and saved her mm-hmm. and turned himself in to save them both. And it's 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 interesting to me because they had just said that she's going to her her implants or whatever are going to keep her alive a little bit longer. So she's definitely more than human, but he has no reason to believe he'll survive any longer than a regular person would out in space. Because so he still does it. 
Yes, I, yeah. And I, was, I don't know that he's done a selfless act in his entire life up to that point. Yeah. I mean, you don't get that vibe from him. And and we definitely know it's out of character because when he gets pulled onto Yandu's ship, like, you have this moment and you think it's going to be, I found something in myself and I just had to save you. No, no. I found something in myself. I was so heroic and amazing. Like, it was a moment and he's not quite sure. He's not uncomfortable with it so far. Yeah. And so he defaults back to what he was before. You know, oh, yeah, I'm just, I, I'm a big hero. Like, seriously, I'm awesome. And Gamoro thought she was going to go for it, too. And then he does that and, oh, whatever. It's, yes. <laughs> that would be the superhuman moment. Oh, that would be a superhuman moment? Super normal moment. That was super normal. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a guy, come on. Yep. Yep. Not quite sure we can commit. Nope. Jokes. <laughs> oh man, it, it it was it was very good. I really yeah. I can't even talk about parts of the movie. I'm so excited by the whole movie. Well, one of the things I I didn't like at the beginning was they were in the hospital ostensibly oh. because the mom is dying. That was horrible. But the entire hospital's dark. Like, there are, like, three lights on that we see, which makes no sense, because if visiting hours are still good, it wouldn't be completely dark like that, which Well, when you've got somebody that's about to die, visiting hours don't count as much. Right, but they don't just shut all the lights in they, the hospital off. They, they never shut all the lights up in the hospital yeah. off. You always get blinded. And I, I, I almost feel like that takes away a little bit from that scene, because I spent, even now, I spent so much time thinking, why is it? Why are all the, what is going on really that the lights are all off? Are, are they in an abandoned Well, she building? had sex with an alien at some point. <laughs> we don't know what alien that was, you but don't we know, know what. he's well. I know what. Don't be a jackass. <laughs> From this movie, we do not know no who his father is, but we definitely have we now know he's not human, right? Or at least completely human. And and it, it it's pretty like. That first scene when he's in space and he survives that, like, that's your first clue. But then he grabs the stone and doesn't immediately explode. I mean, it's clear he would have exploded if his other, the, his friends hadn't also shared some of it. Right. But, like, some interesting things is when, when uh, the collector was talking about the stones, he says once a group tried to control the power. Yes, they But they did. were consumed. Yes. So, like, we know it takes a lot of powerful people to hold that much energy. Somebody with a lot of strength. So, and, and so they spent the movie, and I was thinking about this as they, it was happening, because I used to think it's a very silly scene, because they don't know what's going to happen. All they, they have to believe they're going to explode, too. They have, they have no reason to believe they're going to make it. But I realized the movie had spent a long time telling us Drax is super powerful, Gamora is super powerful, uh-huh. and you know Rocket. Rocket could be anything. Well, he's been—he has been built and engin- engineered. engineered. Yeah, he's got cybernetic implants, and he's been engineered, and his intelligence has been lifted. And so, he's been taken apart and put back together. Just ask him; he'll tell yeah. you when he's drunk. So, so whatever Quill is, plus those three really strong people, it it makes it plausible because they spent the time in the movie to set it up. Yes, definitely. Oh and, man! And the way he delays Quill delays the things, very much in character. Like normally, you'd get some big speech or some grappling thing. Like you know it's gonna fail. What's he dying time for? Nope, he he does a dance off. 
That was amazing. That was so funny. What are you doing? Yeah. Distracting you. And that's and and another that's another thing they set up throughout the movie. He is always deep into his earth stuff and no one gets it. So when he starts doing that and he calls out Ronan for this, Ronan is like he's ready to blow up the planet, but he's like what, what are the you, heck? What is going on? And he's just yeah. the look on his face. He didn't need to say a word because you could tell he's going yeah. Huh? What? What? <laughs> and 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 he tries to pass it off to Gamora, and she just kind of no, no. <laughs> and it doesn't even phase him. He just keeps going. It's I mean, it's a well crafted scene. He's a con man, you know. And he does. And he knows how to. He knows how to use what he has to excellent effect. They really developed the characters in this movie well. Hmm. In the length of time given to do it. They yeah. put this together very well. Because usually I'm not going to be sitting here talking about characters and yeah. like that. And I, it, it's totally worth the watch, guys. Totally worth the watch. And I really like this after Avengers. I think this fits so well. Because we had, the, the end credit scene had shown us a bit of Thanos. And then we oh, see... That's where he total thanos we see all of thanos then and we get his name and everything so it fits really well plus since we also put captain marvel in there we'd seen ronan and korath before we'd heard about the kree so all these things that um when i first watched i had zero clue about had to start looking up like we've been introduced to them now because we're watching these in a different order it's just i feel like this flows really well and now we kind of see what's happening. We're going to come back to Earth for the next movie and and see what Tony Stark's up to, which is going to be cool as well. <laughs> There's no telling what Tony Stark's up to, and I hope it's better than Iron Man 1. I, I did. I so, so the beginning that was very dark, I thought was a weak point. And then another thing that I didn't, I couldn't find a, a way to get over it story-wise. But they're in like a gambling den. And, you know, Drax and, and Rocket are drunk and yelling at each other. And I love the argument. But then Quill comes in and he goes, wait, four billion credit. Just, Why would he yell that in a bar? That's that's what I couldn't get over. That was the first thing that went through my I'm head. Like, Dude, keep what? it cool, man. For once in your life, be cool. <laughs> I couldn't believe. And, and, and no one went after him. Yeah, that that was yeah. I agree because I thought, huh? Like he could they could have done the same thing with just hey, dude, finish the job, then do whatever you want. Keep it general. Don't yell how much you're gonna make, especially in a place that Gamora has explicitly said there are no rules here. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, I I would imagine everyone would be trying to kill you at that point and take whatever's on your body because I'd love four billion credits. I don't even know what. Or units. Units. I didn't know what four billion units would convert to in dollars, but I'll do it. Whatever. I yeah that <laughs> I, that one that seemed very very <laughs> wrong. It was just it was a bad choice. But I, I, the only thing I can I can give him for is like he's just he's not smart. <laughs> True, but <laughs> the fact that nobody jumped them yeah, after that is it's weird. It seems unless unless the uh the girl then popped in 
Yeah, I, and took them. I guess, and it, they may have known her, and maybe I mean we can make a case for knows? that, but I don't know. But it's I, weird. It is that weird. struck me as odd, also. Oh crap! I just had something in my brain. Uh, <laughs> it leaked out. Yeah, well, you know, and you only get a couple neurons in there. Like oh, they, oh, I remember. So oh, the collector, weird dude, but he gives us your first look, really, at. The Infinity Stones. So, yes. you saw the cube, right? Yeah. Yep. The cube and Infinity Stone? Yeah. Oh! Yeah, so he was talking it's about... the Tesseract. Yes, the Tesseract. But he it was shown as a, on, the, on his little screen as a cube, as the cube still. But the purple thing is also an Infinity Stone, as they said. Yeah, it's pretty. But, you, I mean, did you see any of the other colors up there? Yeah, there was a lot of colors up there. Right. Any of them that you remember? Well, green... And purple. We have purple. We have purple. But there was a big green cube. A blue and, cube. Huh? There was a blue cube. There was, there no was a blue cube. cube. I thought it was... Was the green up there? Well, what the hell did I see then? Because I oh. thought... Because I thought Drax put his hand in a green thing. And I need to get my eyes checked. So clearly I... No. Clearly I, <laughs> I saw nothing. So So, I mean, I know for sure I saw... A red, it looked like a cloudy type thing. You will see that again. I, it, not too, not too far away, but like there are six. We know the colors are uh, blue, yellow, orange, purple, purple. Clearly, yeah. Oh, my brain is all over the place. Blue, orange, yellow. Why am I? Red, purple. Red, purple. It, it, yep, time stone. That's right. It's green. It is green. Well, maybe it was a green one. See? See? Through the magic of editing, I'm... no one will know I did that. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't have. I always. I think I always forget that one, too. I think Even it's... I sit here and say green and yep. say Drax put his hand in green. No, he didn't. It was blue. Okay. We're going to watch that part well, again. You, you, no, no. You called, you called it a green cube. It's not I a green it was. cube. But it doesn't. Yeah. That part doesn't matter. Yeah. I was sort of right, and you yeah, were oh, sort no. of wrong. So that's yeah. even better. I, I definitely was wrong. I, Yay! There was green. And since I do none of the editing, editing all of this stuff will be gone. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just it's another neat thing since we have introduced Thanos as someone who's after these things. So he sent Loki to try and get that one, the the Tesseract. Yes. Who, which we, I told you is the Space Stone. This one, he sent uh, Ronan to try and get. This is the Power Stone. The purple one is Power, which makes perfect sense since everything blows up when it touches it. Um, and we've got more coming. You obviously know some of the names and now. Ronan, Ronan's gone away now, right? He's he did really explode. gone. I watched him explode. In fact, I was cheering for him to explode. It really was. I was cheering for the poof. Yep. And I got the poof. I was so excited. And... Uh, I hope that was really dead because some people were dead and then they weren't really dead. And I get so confused by non-dead people that are dead. You didn't see him come back. So odds are pretty good. He's dead. Poofing into tiny bits. Well, that doesn't be dead. That doesn't mean permanently gone always. Well, he poofed. He did. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. I don't like him. (laughs) He, He was he was weird. I don't like him at all. Anything else you want to talk about? Well. You like the music. 
Oh, I love the music. Probably because I knew it all. Mm-hmm. I was singing along. To every bit of it. To every bit of it. And I got some looks, I might say. I did some dancing, too. <laughs> I, I, I liked how they used it. It was It was rarely played, just played. Usually there was a reason we were hearing it, too. Like the first time he pulls off his headphones and the music kind of goes down as well. So we had it and it's coming from his earphones and we hear that a lot or he's playing it on the radio. But another cool way they use the music is they use these oldies, but then they also blend it into the score, the orchestral music that goes Uh with it. And I love that score. It's a great score. It's very iconic. As soon as that bomb, 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 I was like, yes, I got it. I remember this. It's awesome. And, and, this phase starts the really awesome orchestral scoring, which I'm going to geek out over a lot. And I'm going to sit here and look at him. I wonder if he's ever going to shut up about it. The answer to that's going to be no. Isn't it weird how you never heard me complain about how much she was talking? I'm always encouraging her to talk. Yet, if I talk a little bit, <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm just going to sit here quietly because Chris won't shut up. <laughs> fun it would be if i didn't harass you <laughs> all half right of these people wouldn't be listening if i wasn't harassing you <laughs> yes half of the people that are all listening because i asked them to hey <laughs> there's about four that are listening because i asked them to buster four now you and your son and two co-workers you got two co-workers listening okay four maybe yes that's- i sent you the picture Oh, yeah, yeah. Of somebody making fun of me because I didn't know something. (laughs) My best friend. (laughs) Harassing me because I didn't know who somebody Lee was. Stan Lee. Stan. Stanley. Stanley. Stan Lee. No, it's funnier, Stanley. Because that shows how little I know. (laughs) And yeah, I was harassed by that. Yeah. Okay, so so of of our 15 listeners, you've gotten four of them. Yes. You should be impressed. Oh, five. Maybe those numbers have updated since because it definitely was only, we were only at 14, 15 lis- listeners. But maybe somebody's downloaded well, since. Somebody listened from the website. So I don't know it should if that be, counts. If they listen from the web, it should be on there because anytime it's played. Because we couldn't, it wasn't working when I was sending it. Oh. So I just sent the link to the website. And then I got made fun of. But that's okay. <laughs> but we do have our bits still. So you've talked about your normal moment. Yeah. Go ahead and give us super, that again. Uh, my super normal moment was um, when uh, the... the uh, What's his name? Quill. No. The guy sucked him onto his ship. Who's the guy? Yondu? Yeah, Yondu. Blue guy with the mohawk. That's how I remember him. Blue guy. Cowboy blue guy. Cowboy blue guy sucked him onto the ship after Quill saved Gamora. Look, I remember two names in a row. Nice. And uh, they were having a moment. You could tell they were having a moment because he had saved her life. And then he did the normal guy thing. Just a guy thing. We're having a moment. Got a little scared of the moment and started, you know, cracking wise wise and just being... (laughs) Doing the guy thing, you know, putting up the barriers with the jokes. Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, they were surrounded by people and I kind of get it. But still, 
super normal. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'd give my super normal moment to the police dude played by John Riley. I can't, I don't know his name. Oh, uh, no, no. Denarian Day at the end of the movie. Day. That's his name. That's right. Ha-ha. I'm happy I remembered now. I can cut this I out. don't even know which one that was, so you better keep going. But he, he's kind of, he, when he he's first. the one that looks like Will Ferrell? I, maybe you think he looks like Will Ferrell? <laughs> I don't think he looks like him, but you, he, yeah. He's the bigger dude. Yeah, the police he looks like old Will Ferrell. Yeah. Just when he gets that, uh, gets the message. Uh, what what Quill calls his dick message. It's a quote from the movie. It was funny. <laughs> and he got my dick message! He, he reports on it, and he's kind of moving along sequentially, and they ask, do you believe him? He goes, I don't think anyone's 100% dick. She goes, no, no, no! And, and for me, that was just a very normal moment, because so many times I'm telling someone a story, and they'll ask about something generally, and I'll give them the information that I just talked about, because in my head, if you're going to refer to anything other than what I just mentioned, you need to tell me. So it was a very relatable moment. There were me. there were hand gestures that went with that explanation, everybody, that you really got to see, I'm sure. Apparently, every few episodes, one of us points out that the other one's making hand gestures. Because we're both doing it so- pretty much all the time. <laughs> I, I gesture to the television like you can see the movie that used to be on there. Because it's a blank screen right now. So just But I'm gesturing towards it as I'm talking. It's not an official bit, but it'll it'll something that you can just look forward to. Just... And Chris is actually using his arm as a timeline at this point. <laughs> so yes, we both do it. We have a tendency I'm doing it now. Talking with my hands. <laughs> what is your superhero moment? Superhero moment. Give me a second. Yep. You know my superhero moment? goes to rocket the raccoon okay when it, it, it it's that whole ending scene where they're trying to protect the city he goes to protect the city so that the nova Corps can stay up there and try to keep the ship from landing from mm-hmm. trying to keep ronin from coming down that he was willing to go down there and try to protect the city from ronin's minions right and then when he he saved them all pretty much by crashing his ship through there mm. and saved them all and uh so that whole ending scene rock rocket gets my superhero award of the movie it's interesting that you bring that scene up because before i give my superhero moment i got to do my nerd physics because that's my nerd physics moment because Throughout the movie, I love the way the ships move. Like, normally you think of spaceships moving ponderously and slow. but And you get some of that, but then someone shoots and they quickly move out of the way. And it's this very nimble movement. More like F-14, 15, 16, whatever they Yeah, are. if Fighters. they can sit in place like and do all that kind of maneuvering. Right. It's really cool. But there comes there, there's a lot of stuff that goes along with that. And anytime someone gets hit, like a wing will break off or something will get damaged... My my problem comes when Rocket crashes through. Very cool moment. But he does it to hit Ronin. And he hits Ronin, who is also holding Drax. They they are, like, no yes. more than a foot apart. Right. And they both get up, no problem. Drax is actually th- flown, thrown free. And Ronin ends up in the same spot. And that, I, I just, 
they they've done a lot of good stuff with the physics of the space flight and things hitting and all that. It's just it's just a weird moment that takes me out for a second. So it's like, no, you just murdered everyone you're trying to save because you crashed a ship on top of them. Yeah, I kind of wondered if everybody was going to be alive at all after that, and then people are getting up, and I'm thinking, but didn't he run them all over? <laughs> but I mean, it is a cool moment. It, it is a very a cool superhero moment. thing. As long as you don't think into it too much. <laughs> Don't overthink it because it just looks cool. Yeah. Because yes, it doesn't make it didn't make sense. No, not at but all. But I'm like, Kim, hey, <laughs> but everybody lived. Yep, thankfully. I mean, except for Ronan. Thankfully, not thankfully for Ronan. I got. I, I I actually have two superhero moments. Yeah, go ahead. Give us another one. Groot gets another one. Okay. They're growing into a shrub and protract <laughs> protracting protecting his friends mm -hmm. and and learning new words all in the same time but <laughs> that was amazing yeah because he he gave up his life to save all his friends it, i mean in the end you you know right he comes back there's no guarantee he's that's going to and who you didn't know right. i didn't know and i you was didn't. getting mad <laughs> but that he grew himself and and held all of his new friends, maybe his only friends except for Rocket ever, who mm -hmm. knows, grew around them and protected them in the big tumbleweed, if you will. <laughs> that was a really cool moment for me. You know, that one, that one actually can touch your heart. Mm -hmm. it, it, I mean, and here I am getting a little mushy, but... <laughs> I hated the beginning where mom died too and he didn't take her hand and that just broke my heart. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, he, they needed that for the later scene in the movie and I, I get it, but, oh. And it's also, it's one of those things, like, as a kid sometimes, if you don't do something, if you don't acknowledge something, you can pretend it's not going to happen. Right. So, but like, he didn't know she oh, was yeah. going to die that no. moment. They, none and, of them had any and, clue. And, of course... I just, it's. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that tore my heart out for right. that kid thinking now you got to live the rest of your life knowing you didn't hold your mom's hand on her last breath and then when that's all snatched. she wanted. And maybe that was, <laughs> see, my head goes to, well, maybe she'd have still been alive if I'd have taken her hand. Oh. So you see, yeah. you just, ugh. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, okay, sorry. That was, but Groot gets an award there too. And and we're like moving on the same page today because I would give Groot the superhero award for a different reason because it's very common in superhero stories for them to get into a bind and a superhero to through the power of friendship or love or because I need it suddenly be able to do something they couldn't do before and Groot is doing that the whole movie like his first thing is he just kind of he can grow himself a little further he can he's strong right. but then like. Oh, they cut his arms off. Oh, there you grow. Okay, that he's a plant. That makes sense. Oh, look, I can... He he, he puts his arm up and, and little glowy things float out. Don't just kind of float out. They kind of float out and hover. It almost liked fire. I mean, it almost... Yeah, they kind of look like me, fireflies. And it made me think of, you know, you ever been to a bonfire or whatever mm -hmm. and a spark happens and then there's kind of the embers floating for a minute? Yeah. That's what it made me think of. Yeah. And he, he does that. And then he's got the... Uh, 
he, he grows through people and kind of moves them around. Oh gosh, that was amazing. And and then you know he does the whole growing around everyone. But the thing. prison too, where he stuck his fingers up, up that guy's, guy's nose, yeah. and I'm telling you that guy did not have a brain in there, or he'd have been killed first of all. Because <laughs> he did just keep growing. Like the visual shows them continuing to grow up the guy's nose, and then he gets lifted up by it. So yeah, ouch. But Groot just kind of is. Seems to have whatever is necessary at the moment. Even he grows a, it must be a a hollow tube from his finger to reinflate or pump out stuff out of Drax's lungs when he, after he drowned, like he just does what he needs to at the time because the time requires that he be able to do that. It's a very superhero thing to do. I agree. That was cool. But it's not a bad thing. It's just, it's one of those things that overused or used on someone that would be your main character, it would feel cheap. But because he's almost like comedic effect a lot of times, or because he's kind of like a child in a grown man's body almost, like, it's okay. It's fun. Yeah. I, I'm i sorry. I, You're fine. I was listening and I... Uh, po- processing, but obviously <laughs> not well. But... Well, and then you've got to get your dick moment in. Oh, come on. Ronan, dick moment, whole movie. Whole movie. No no particular point where he's more so than another. Give me a second. Okay. Oh, you know, he's pretty. Well, I don't know. He might not have been the biggest dick. Ooh. Nebula. Nebula? Try to kill her sister. Would mm-hmm. have succeeded in killing her sister had uh, Quill not saved her. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, she's she's the dick. She's the dick of this movie. I mean, they're Ronan's. That's that's a given. He's he is one. Thanos, big dick. But <laughs> and I was gonna let it just go. I, you know, I'm not good at that. <laughs> Letting it go. And but Nebula, Nebula, and then she's willing to turn on her whole her father. Mm-hmm. Now, well, I, now I not that I can blame her there. He, the Thanos is like I said, big dick. Says that he did something to a favorite favorite daughter, referring to Gamora in front of Nebula. <laughs> so he obviously played one against another, and so I can't blame her, but for not liking her dad. Right. Kill. I'll help you kill him, and then we'll destroy a thousand galaxies or something. Whatever stupid thing she says. But she she's she just hates everybody. Well, it's 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 interesting because I mean Gamora and Nebula, neither of them are like really blood daughters. Yeah, they're they're a quote unquote adopted. They we know Gamora really was abducted from her world. Want Nebula to be named Sodom? <laughs> but I think I think you'll like her a little more well, in the I next movie. Don't like her now. It, she she's she's very much she she gets more development in here than I remembered. I, I was kind of looking for her to be more shallow, and she is very surface level. But that's more because she's just in the background a lot of the times. But it's interesting that you would kind of go between Ronan and Nebula because as you were thinking about, I'm like you know the if you were gonna give Ronan the award this time, I would say the moment because he did exactly what Thanos has been doing. He told Nebula to go get the stone. Then Gamora's like, I'll do it. You're going to fail. 
And Nebula's like, uh, Ronan just said, and Ronan's like, don't speak for me. Gamora, don't fail. Get it. And I'm like, dude. Yep. You did just say it. Why are you getting on her? <laughs> so, I mean, Nebula clearly has been put upon for a long time. Yeah. And and I'm looking, I look forward, because I told Beth, that she becomes possibly one of my favorite people in the MCU by the end of it all. But I, I'm looking forward to... He's over here bouncing in his seat now because he's excited about whatever that I, is. I am because I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the movies that she's in, and I'm like, Woo! but anyway, that is. Is there anything else from you? <laughs> okay, our next movie is going to be Iron Man three, probably the most hated Iron Man movie, depending on where you are. Interesting. I don't think it's a bad movie, and I'll tell you next time why people hate it, but. Until then, you have to predict whether I'm going to like the next. Well, first of all, we have it. to talk about your prediction on this one. I oh yeah, I only said it was you were going to be you were going to like it, but not be like crazy. And, and I was wrong. He was wrong this time. He has been right every other time. I have, but been I do pretty, understand yeah. why you would have thought. And on another day, maybe I would have. It is. I have had. Um, it's been a tough couple of weeks for me, mm-hmm. mostly work-related, and so this was just light. Mm-hmm. You didn't, I didn't have to really delve into some deep story. It was all, it was a surface story. It was very much it a surface story. It was very much a surface story, but you still get involved with them, and and I needed that. So maybe on a different day, I would not have been... As giddy. <laughs> I, I think if I had really if I had really thought about it, I would have been able to predict you would have really liked this. Because, like you, you've been saying that from the beginning, you want something enjoyable to watch, but you kind of tend to lose the thread when it tries to uh, throw too much at you or go too deep too soon on one thing. And this doesn't... It, it's not surface level in a bad way like Iron Man was. No. Iron Man was all surface. It was all one person. It was all just very much... Flat. I am, I am Iron Man. The, Period. That's the whole movie was. was that, what he says at the end. This is surface in that there's a lot of pieces going on. We're kind of dipping our toe in in different places. And it has the action. It has, like, draw. It has a little bit of the, everything. And the characters are fun. Yeah. And it, it's you, got all that comedy you, in you it. Yeah. It's fun. And, and Iron Man was not... So there's different, definitely a different surface area. His was concrete. This one at least had some, a lot of puddles to jump in. So, so thinking about all that, in regards to Iron Man 3, I know you're going to like it more than the first one. I think you're going to come out just a little less than meh. Kind of like, it, you didn't hate it, but you didn't really like it, especially following this now. Yeah. Because... Iron Man 3 picks up after Avengers. Okay. And so we're going to deal with the aftermath of that stuff. Okay. So I think it's got a good story to it. And at least I have more knowledge now going into that, watching it, whereas the introduction of Mm -hmm. Tony Stark was... uh... (laughs) And you even had more introduction to Stark stuff going into Iron Man than most people because... Captain America and Captain Marvel both at least acknowledge Stark yes. in the form of Howard Stark. Right. And the Tesseract and all that stuff. So I don't think you're going to hate it. 
I definitely don't think you're going to hate it. I I don't think you're going to like it. Definitely not like this one. Maybe less, probably, definitely less than Avengers. So kind of in the middle there. Kind of. Yeah, I, I, I think I keep falling on meh or just a little less. Because I'm kind of weighing that against what you like. The way the story is kind of laid out. Some of the weird things that happen that I remember. And a lot of things that I can think of that I'm like, oh, that's actually pretty cool. Are are deeper elements that tend to be things that you don't necessarily care about. But, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Next time on Saga of the Stones, Iron Man 3. So, we just watched the trailer. And you sounded like a dork saying that, by the way. But just... Um, I I don't even know what to think of the trailer because um, I don't like this movie from the trailer because bad things happen. And I don't even know. I don't even know, people. That trailer left something to be desired, like everything's going to get blown up. And I don't <laughs> like that. I I think knowing what's coming, I thought it was a very well done trailer. Well, I don't know what's coming, and I don't want to watch it now. <laughs> I, I, some of that might come from the fact that I told you that it's widely pretty much hated. It's not- well, and we just watched a movie that I enjoyed very much. Right. So thankfully, we put some space between these movies, so you don't have some so too much bias. There will be bias, of course, just like there always is. But I'm biased. I I think I think you're gonna like it more than you think right now. Since I imagine right now you think you're gonna hate it. Well, I do, especially since you pretty much predicted I'd hate it. Ah, uh, middle of the road, maybe a little less. That's what uh, I predicted. Lower than meh. <laughs> little lower than meh. And that's that's more me playing it safe. I think I would say. I think you're going to like it more than you think you will. Oh, well, I hope so, because that trailer didn't make me think that I was going to like it. it definitely it's all inf- dark, and it's very dark. It definitely instilled kind of a, a dread, which yes. is great. I, I think that's awesome. Considering because it seems very dark and very mm-hmm. foreboding. Foreboding. Isn't that Ooh, a good word? I like word. that word, foreboding. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good one. But yeah, I mean... A lot of cool things coming, I think. I, I also really can see why people reacted the way they do. Because some of the, the way they tease the bad guy doesn't... They, they set it up differently than they execute it. Okay. But but it's kind of cool. That guy they're, they're showing, he's, he's called the Mandar- Man- Mandarin. Yeah, the Mandarin. Is he and Chinese? That That's what he is in the comics. Or he has... He's, Either Chinese or Japanese. I don't know off the top of my head. Well, Chinese people speak Mandarin. Well, there you go. So he's probably Chinese. I, I didn't want to assume any of that. But they, they showed that picture of him with the, the rings. The ten rings. And we've heard about ten rings before. Told you about ten rings before. Yeah, that would have required me to listen and pay attention. So it was it was cool because I hadn't... I think even back in Iron Man, I hadn't been familiar with the Ten Rings stuff. But it was cool 
now having been more informed to see some of these things that they're layering in. And I'm looking forward to it now. All right. I'm not. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. Thanks for joining us and have a great night. I am Brute. And I am the Guardians of the Galaxy. Thanks for listening to Cinematic Sagas, a part of the As If You Didn't Know network. Episodes release every other Wednesday. That jaunty tune you hear is Comic Hero by Kevin McLeod, and he's used under the Creative Commons license. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes. We would love to hear from you, so send emails to saga at asifydk.com, our Twitter and Instagram handles, asifydk, and our website, asifydk.com. That's the words as, if, and the letters Y, D, K. See you there.